and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I'm an architect practicing in eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. This podcast is for anybody who's interested in hearing about, learning about home renovations. I have a lot of conversations with other architects, with contractors, with interior designers, vendors of things like bath fixtures, windows, skylights, tile. My hope is that this will be a library of information for people to find out what they don't know, because we don't know what we don't know. But today I'm going to be talking about uh, the situation as it is right now, trying to renovate during a pandemic. And usually I have more evergreen content and that you could pretty much listen to at any time. But I wanted to talk about this just because I think it's really um, just a big part of what's happening right now. And I, I kind of feel like sometimes we're just acting like it's just going on as usual, but people are getting frustrated because it's not going on as usual. So if you're in the middle of a renovation or are you just getting started with one, I am sure you have noticed that the prices of building materials are up. Appliances, cabinets, and fixtures are delayed much longer than they used to be. We have a labor shortage going on, and the designers, contractors, were all very busy. There's a huge boom in renovating, at least at least in my area. I, I think from talking to my friends around the country, I, I believe it's everywhere, at least in the U.S. So, you know, in short, one could say the system is broken. And today, I in this episode, I'm talking to Jody Schwartz, who's a founder and principal designer at Kitchen Visions um, in Massachusetts. She wrote a blog post entitled, We Need to Talk, The Hard Truth About This Subject. Although, this is hopefully not going to last very long. I just feel like we need to discuss it. And so we talk about solutions here in Massachusetts, um, and the prices that are discussed might not reflect what's in your area, but I just wanted to touch on this topic, how renovating during a pandemic is actually a challenge. So here's my conversation with Jody. No, I'm really, I'm glad that you, uh, that you asked me to do this. I do think it's a really timely subject. It is a timely subject, and most of my podcast episodes are uh, kind of more evergreen, but I really feel like people maybe need to hear this right now, that that because mm-hmm. um, it's so important. It's funny because I've used Peter's um, Peter's words in the past couple of days. Of course, my blog is like, let's talk about the hard truth, but I've used it about that the system is broken. Mm. And I have literally been using that Thursday and Friday and this morning in the lighting store. And yeah. in the tile store and sitting with clients and talking about that's just such a perfect way to say it, that the system is broken. Yeah, and it's true. We talk, and then we can talk about the hard truth. <laughs> right? right. So why don't we talk about what's happening? So how would you frame what's going on right now? Um, the way I explained it to the people who were in the lighting store who were talking about it was that, um, please, um, let's step back and talk about the fact where these shortages came from and where they're coming from. And I have to say that, you know, we in Massachusetts and Boston in the United States are not living in a vacuum. So because we're not living in a vacuum and we are so dependent on products from around the world and manufacturers are dependent on products from around the world and even products inside our own country, no matter what it is, 
there's it's twofold. Number one, everybody shut down. The entire world shut down. And when they started opening up, they didn't, you know, obviously they lost that much revenue and they lost that much, uh, you know, that, that many exports that they were going to normally pump out. So they're trying to play catch up. But how do you play catch up when you're social distancing in a factory? So right. now the factories are putting out nearly as much materials as they normally would be. And they are also in turn putting on two and three shifts of people. And while they're putting in all these two, even despite it all, people are still getting COVID. So, so still, that is still keeping people from working. It's keeping people from working and it's keeping people from working, whether it's, you know, on a, in a plant, you know, where, you know, when you think about these widgets, I mean, these are not people who are sitting at desks and cubicles far away from each other, you know, people who are making things, factories that are making things. And of course, many things are obviously automated, but in some country, there's still pieces of the puzzle that have been missing. We recently had a situation where I said, how did this happen? How did I get custom colored cabinets turning out to be three different colors? I need an answer because I'll never custom color cabinet order again. And I've never had a problem. I said, well, the two guys in the paint department were out with COVID. Someone else filled in. Obviously not clearly, they're not nearly as adept at painting cabinets as mm. other people might've been. And quality control didn't pick it up. So now this poor company, despite everything is now making me all new doors and drawers. And it's a great, it's a great company, but just what, what the pandemic and what this, what's happening is, is just the lack of materials, the rush to get the materials out because of the demand for the materials, since everyone is obviously sitting in their homes and looking at the ceiling and the cost of real estate has gone up so much. They're making a decision. Should I sell? Should Mm -hmm. I buy? Should I stay? You know, should I sell? And where am I going? Right. That's the hard part right now, because not only is it, you know, they made people might get top dollar for their homes, but where are they going to go? Because right. the costs of smaller places are, are just astronomically high. Yeah. So in thinking that folks are might be staying in their homes, they're saying, OK, and oh, I'll go back and their children can't afford homes. Mm-hmm. So millennials cannot afford homes at this price. So they become the party house. They become, you know, their children are not growing up to have furniture, you know, like, like real people's homes. (laughs) And I don't mean to say it like that, but I just, my kids say it all the time. I, I know I was never, and they're in their thirties. I would, couldn't possibly be in a space where you are. We don't know when we'll ever get to the places to live in homes, the size of the homes that you lived in, where you entertained and you had a formal dining room, living room, family room, you know, three or four bedrooms, they're not seeing that. They're living a little bit more concentrated in cities because that's a choice that they're making. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and um and my children do not have do not have children, but I am seeing it from from you know friends and friends they they're afraid to move a little further out. And but they're doing it now. And but the prices are astronomical. Mm-hmm. So what's happening and what have I been telling people for the past 10 years is that when you bought your home, it was the most expensive home you've ever bought, or you never thought you'd be able to afford that this house, because you always go out and you have a number in your head, and you say, I'm going to go out and look for a house, and then you realize what you're going to get for that number, right? Right. So what's happening is, is that people are coming out, and they're realizing that 
um, you know, they're coming out and these kids and they're saying, okay, now I have to spend this much money for this house. And then I have to spend, oh my God, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to do a kitchen, $150,000 to do a kitchen, $50,000 to renovate a bathroom. It's just, it's becoming a little unpalatable. So the conversation when people come to me and say, we want you to remodel to sell, it's, are you sure you want to sell? Hmm. Are you sure, sure you don't want to live here for three or four or five years and let this quiet down a little bit? Because number one, where are you going? You know, the prices are just so high everywhere. This is a long wait, right? It's, a, it's right. such a long wait right now. You know, I mean, as it stands, we're always prodding people to make decisions, right? And and that's something. And I, in my budget that I put together for people for Kitchen Visions time for the time that we do, I give them a range of hours, a range of hours for design, a range of hours for selections, for, you know, job site visits. And, you know, so I, I portion it that way. People always say, well, how can I stay on the low end of that, of that, you know, those ranges? And my answer is always, how quickly can you make decisions? Mm-hmm. And what's happening is now I have to ask people to make three decisions, right? I have to say, okay, what's your first choice? What's your second choice? And what's your third choice? Because as I was in the tile store today and they were talking about, again, this, you know, lack of material and not being able to get materials, they had, they, she mentioned to me that these um, women in the store, uh, salesperson said they had just gotten a one-star review from a client, from someone who was in their store who asked them to get, you know, three tiles and they got a one-star because they told her that her first choice tile was, was not available and they had no idea. Mm. It's not her fault. You know, no, it's, it's not her fault. It's not the store's fault. It's not the distributor's fault. This is, you know, everybody always talks about the unprecedented coronavirus. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented times. It's just, it is yeah. broken. It, it just, it's broken. And I'm sure you see it as well. I do see it. Yeah. And a lot of mm-hmm. people who are renovating their houses because of not only the housing prices, if they sold their house, where would they go? But also 10 bids on a house that they can't, that goes for a hundred thousand over asking or 300,000 over asking. Mm-hmm. And so just the pressure of trying to get a new house, a lot of people are deciding to renovate their houses, but then exactly. prices have gone up so much in the last, even just the last year that people don't really accept that or believe that. And I know, or maybe where we live, it is more expensive than where other people live. But if you look on the internet and it'll tell you it's 30, 30 to 50,000 for a new kitchen and um, right. not here, it's not. And so because they're reading that on the internet, they get upset about not mm-hmm. just thinking I'm designing them an expensive kitchen. Right. Which I, I have the same. I do use the cost versus value report a lot as a little touchstone for people. As a matter of fact, I finally I had wrote written to um, remodeling magazines and said, when is it going to come out? It always comes out at the end of January or early February. It's May. They literally said it came out. It just came out. They, they, they copied me on it. They sent it to me and it did just come out. You know, the average price of a, of a you know mid-price kitchen you know is in the eighty thousand dollar mark. The average price of a luxury kitchen is a, over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And then people say, "Well, how can I do an eighty thousand dollars?" And I say, "Read, read the read the description. A two hundred square foot kitchen. Yours is about three hundred square feet. Number one, okay. Or to better than that, how many times are we taking down walls between kitchens and dining rooms? Right. Right." I quite often turn the living room into kind of a flex room, dining room, piano, whatever, music room. 
And then um, because people might have a family room here in New England, so that becomes the main living area. So now I said, you're not putting in one kitchen, you're putting in two because we've now taken over your dining room. Right? Mm. So you've got all these extra boxes, labor's more expensive, but read the description because that description for that mid-price kitchen includes laminate counters and it includes, and it includes vinyl flooring. It doesn't include ceramic flooring. Mm. So I always say, you know, and it includes a, a very inexpensive um, appliance package, you know, whereas the other one might be 160 or and it might include, you know, a, a more, you know, professional appliances and it might include inset cabinetry. I still say to people, you are absolutely going to be in between these numbers and think higher rather than lower because you don't want laminate counters. Right. And you don't want a four and you don't want a four inch backsplash. So, you know, so those are the kinds of conversations that that I have with people all the time. So I, you know, this blog is, you know, we're talking about the hard truth. I always feel like I'm injecting people with something really icky every time I have a conversation with them. But I always have because the pricing has always been right. You know, I, you know, we, it's just knowing who our who our clients are, and 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 I and I don't mean to sound glib about this because we try. I work with um, stock cabinetry, I work with semi-stock, semi-custom, you know, all the way up to custom. But in talking to people and saying, all these prices are going up. You want nice cars, you want nice houses, you want nice product and kitchens. It's just, no, you don't want my stock cabinet line in this kitchen, in this house, maybe in your laundry room, maybe in your basement. Even still, even the stock, I just got a 7% surcharge on that because, Mm. and that's just shipping. And they're calling them surcharges because they just had price increases, right? So they literally have price increases in early, in in March or April, and now they're calling them surcharges because they don't want to call it again. They're thinking, assuming that the prices are going to come back. So we're trying to get, you know, these shortages of materials from foam for cushions, right? I mean, the car manufacturers can't get car can't get their cars because they can't get seats, and you don't even realize it. Induction cooktops and dishwashers, they have this chip that they can't get. So yeah. they're just sitting there waiting. And um, I know uh, Steve Sheinkoff from Yale put together, you know, something having to do, you know, put together a blog post of his own saying, don't go, if, you're bro- if your dishwasher is broken, nobody can fix it because we can't get the parts. Yeah, people are kind of freaking out about it, about the delays, about windows taking 13 weeks, about appliances taking four months, about the mm-hmm. cabinets taking 12 weeks, and then they might be pregnant. Okay, I always say, don't start a project when you're pregnant. Right. And I'm going to say, it's hard for people because they just want to fix it up before a baby comes. I get it, but. Didn't, didn't we all? Yeah, didn't. I mean, we yeah. did. Every, we did. Know, with that, when, when we could, but now we can't. One of your points is be patient. Are you seeing people kind of flipping out? Oh, completely. Yeah, people are people are flipping out, and I. But I, you know what I do? I have a cadre of things that of articles that I show them. It's just again, we're not. You're not living in a vacuum here. Mm. If I could help you, I would help you. But even manpower. I mean, how many more designers? You know, could I could I use one or two more designers? Sure, right. But I personally don't even think I could do it. We're a small company. You know, there's there's you know three designers and you know and a project manager myself and. You know, we all project manage our own projects as well. And so it's um it's it's hard. It's really, really difficult to just pump out all the work that's out there. 
And um, what, what I find, and I don't know if you're finding it in your business, is I'm having a hard time just taking on bathrooms. And I used to use bathrooms. I would have five kitchens and five bathrooms or eight kitchens and six bathrooms, whatever it was all the time. Well, now we have a hard time because contractors don't want to do bathrooms. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just as easy for them to mobilize to do a kitchen than it is to do a bathroom because technically they're not doing much. It's basically, it's all, you know, subcontractor work. So I'm sending people, you know, to handyman services to, you know, and saying, you know what, bring in your own plumber. The handyman, I'm sure, knows an electrician. I can't put your bathroom back the way. And it used to be, you know, it was kind of a no-brainer, but we can't really. I work with over a dozen contractors. And they just say, no, I'll do a bathroom in conjunction with the kitchen. Yeah, it it is a pretty small project. Yeah, and people are Mm -hmm. really, really busy and maybe overextended too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All all of us want it to go smoothly. But But people feel rushed. And people and and contractors are bringing in new 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 staff, right? Because these people are saying, "Hey, I can do this. I can do this on my own now." There's so much work out there. So all of a sudden, these tried and true um, subcontractors and craftspeople are all of a sudden hanging out their own shingle, and they're bringing in someone else, and they're training them on our job, right? Yeah, <laughs> your job, on my job, and it's just no. And you know, we put together all kinds of installation guidelines. And when people don't read them, it's just, or whatever it is, it's just, you know, I have to, we have these constant conversations and I need to know, do you have new people who have not worked with my company before, who have not worked with my cabinets, who, who's going to be installing these cabinets? Because I've seen really great cabinets get butchered by, by bad and by poor installers and I've seen an installation and I've seen stock cabinets that literally you could get, gosh, you know, I mean, that come off a boat, you know, and almost pre-assembled on, on site. Um, I've seen them look fantastic because a great craftsperson. So I think people need to have respect for the fact that, you know, what we're, what we're accepting of and what we're, uh, and they need to have respect for the quality of and, and of what we're looking at for the projects that we're putting out. And mm-hmm. we don't want to see anything slipshod. This is not the work we want to do. No, it's we true. don't want to be solving problems all the time. Yeah. And on top of that, I feel like clients are, what would be the word? They're already upset. People are already upset and uptight about so many mm-hmm. different things. Right. So I think one of the things that I say, I think communication is huge and I'm trying to communicate even more with clients. I come home and I probably spend three hours a night on emails kind of saying these, these are some of the challenges we're seeing right now. Okay. This, I think, you know, this, this we can fix this, we can fix this one. We might not be able to fix. Let me see if I can work around that. Yeah. Um, if we can for you and you know, really it's kind of what, you know, how much are you willing to bear? But getting to these, you know, the issues we have now, a project that might, we might've told people might've been eight weeks in the past is now 14 weeks or yeah. 15 weeks. And, and maybe you'll get your shower glass. God knows when, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, we'll, you put up a temporary curtain, but you'll be able to shower perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing stuff like the windows having a 13 week lead time and you can't have the rough inspection until the windows are in. So then that would put out the whole thing. So instead getting permission to do like just a plywood infill in the window mm-hmm. for the rough inspection until the windows come in. And it's like just having to improvise like that because mm-hmm. yeah, otherwise it just pulls the timeline way out. 
Right. So people are, they are frustrated. And, and, and again, mm-hmm. telling people it's a lot of this conversation. I would rather make it look, I would rather um, disappoint people up front and have them be, you know, happy that it start that it, you know, we get through it a little quicker. Right. Yeah. I, I'm no, I don't sugarcoat anything anymore. I can't, I, I, I want to, but I can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. Think about all these people, as we say, who are dealing with these, these budgets where, these, you know, the, these containers are coming over half empty, but they're still charging for them, you know, and, and that's the hardest thing. Um, one of the things we wrote was that um, the containers coming from Europe and coming from, you know, from, from Asia are coming 40% full, but the shipping lines are making more money than ever because they know they've got to get them over here and people pay will pay whatever they need to, to get these things across the oceans. Which increases the prices of all the goods. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. just the cost to fill up a container, you know, for a lot of these manufacturers, three times what it used to be. Mm. I mean, that 300%. Yep. Well, I mean, it's definitely, definitely is broken. Mm-hmm. And I guess we just need to try to have some understanding and get through it together and set clear expectations for people. I think I think that that is the best thing to do. I mean, we say and you know, I say it with a smile. It's it's it is crazy times right now, and, and yeah. you know it, it it is hard to have these conversations, and nobody wants to have it. But setting those expectations are the most important thing we can do. Is it okay if I share your blog post on my episode enhancement? Oh, absolutely, please. Okay, so that'll be there if anybody wants to go to my website. Thanks a lot, Jody. I know you have a million things Thank to you. do. So thanks for coming on and talking about this. And I hope, I hope, I don't know, I hope people will hear this and maybe yeah. understand a little better that, um, yeah, it's just and a weird time. It's just a, it is. It's just and and maybe the fact that things are opening up a little bit more allows people to kind of travel, go maybe take some time away from their home and go visit some family that they haven't seen, you know, in a while and make it a little bit easier. I had a conversation with someone yesterday and she said, well, can I get it done by Thanksgiving? I said, can't you do Thanksgiving in a relative's house somewhere else? You know, I mean, she said, well, I always do Thanksgiving. I said, isn't it time for someone else to do it? And you get to do Christmas instead. So, you know, we, yeah. you know, those are the conversations, just how do we move forward and just deal with this hand that we're dealing with right now? Yeah. Maybe sometimes just having Thanksgiving dinner somewhere else is okay. That's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Be a little flexible. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank thanks, Jody. Thanks again, Jody for sharing your thoughts and for your blog post, which will be in my episode enhancement. And thanks to you for listening. So my episode enhancements are on my website, which is talkinghomerenovations.com, or you can sign up for my mailing list. I'll have a link in the show notes and you can have the episode enhancement sent to your mailbox first thing Wednesday morning. So you don't miss anything. Do you have other ideas for episodes or just comments? You could reach me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And I forgot to mention in my intro that we're also doing renovation stories of various types of projects. And I'm personally really enjoying those stories. And I've heard some feedback that other people are as well. If you have a project that you think you can't wait to talk to the world about it, please contact me because I'd, uh, I'd love to have you on the show. Anybody who loves their house, and I think people, I think we, well, am I just projecting? I think we all love our houses. Anyway, I just love hearing about other people's love for their houses. So 
I can also be found on Facebook at Talking Home Renovations. You know, I'm going to improve my attitude about Facebook and actually post there more often. I'm going to try it for 30 days and see if it's any more satisfying. So check that out. You can like my page there. And I guess I'm going to be trying to post two or three times a day. We'll see what happens. I'm also on Instagram. At talk, well, my name there is Talking Home Renovations. And I'm also on TikTok as the house maven, but now I'm ignoring TikTok. As you've heard in this episode, we're all pretty busy. So I'm pretty busy with my architecture practice and kind of neglecting my social media. Anyway, I hope to see you in one of those areas. Get in touch with me anywhere. Thank you so much for being a listener. If you're in Massachusetts, I can help you out through my Ask an Architect Design Helpline. It's an hour on Zoom to answer any questions you might have about your designs or your renovation. I'm starting mastermind groups in the fall. If you think you might be interested in having a weekly session with a group of other people who are also going through the same thing, please send me a message and I will send you some more information. This podcast has been a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. I'll be back next week. Until then, take care.